The Orlando Magic are starting to put the pieces together. One of the most complete, the most complete performance of the season. A fantastic professional win. And a feel good for everybody as Orlando improves to 3-2 and two on the homestand. Let's go through it quickly. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is eventually November 12th. It's the evening of November 11th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic put in the most complete performance of the season, throttling the Phoenix Suns 114-97 to in a game that really had everything and shows just how much this team has progressed. Um, you know, again, I think people were a little quick to judge this team sometimes. Um, we'll go over all the things the Magic did right here uh, and, and how this kind of keeps pushing this team forward. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But of course, we do want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether you're listening to us on Monday uh, because we're going to have a weekend off here. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter uh, who your team is, there's a great Locked On podcast for you. Check them out wherever you download podcasts. Or just search for Locked On. And the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We have been waiting this season for everything to seemingly make sense. Um, you know, maybe that's maybe that's putting it too bluntly or putting it too mildly, but we've been waiting to see what this team looks like when all the pieces come together. I know I have said this a million times in game recaps and Locked On Now videos and, and all this stuff. A lot of the Orlando Magic's games rhyme. A lot of the Orlando Magic's games this season rhyme. It's turnovers. It's they did just this little thing that, that wasn't quite enough. It's it's just this, this sense that, look, they're close. They're knocking on the door. That they need something to kind of pull it all together. And I think the reality is with this young team, uh, especially starting the year with as many road games as they did, they needed a way to kind of find their base, to find their comfort zone, to find the roles that they're going to play. And, and so much was just thrown up in the air from the very beginning of the season with injuries, with the road-heavy schedule, the hurricane during training camp. They haven't been able to kind of get their base and get their feet under them. And so... There's not only the fact that this is a young team learning, this is also a young team with just a lot of things unsettled. Including perhaps a young coach that is, you know, maybe trying to figure out the right way to introduce new concepts or introduce new things. Throughout the whole course of this, though, the Orlando Magic always said, "We're, we're staying the course. Even though Orlando was losing, even though the Magic's record was pretty poor, you never sensed that there was any kind of panic. There was still this innate belief in what they were doing. And, and, and if there was concern about how the Magic started the season, is that they were doing so many good things, but it wasn't translating into wins. It wasn't translating into results, into confirmation of belief. 
And to me, that is a big thing for young teams. Young, young teams need that confirmation of belief, a, a reason to stay bought in, a reason to stick with things that are going to work. And, and look, if you've watched these first 10 or so games, it's clear what the Magic are doing is going to work. There are, I, I, I tell everyone this, I, I have family members who think that the team's record should be better and should be better, um, who are frustrated with where the Magic are at or questioning a lot of things. And I'm just like, hey, guys, they're still far more good than bad. Just be patient. And games like Friday night is where that patience is rewarded. Games like Friday night's win over the Phoenix Suns is when you see all those pieces come together. And when you see a team figuring this thing out. The Magic beat the Phoenix Suns 114-97. to Just a, a, complete, a complete and frankly dominant victory. The Magic led this game from the time it was 6-4 in the first quarter. They opened up an 8-point lead by the end of the first half. They were, or 7-point lead by the end of the first quarter. They were up by 10, 12 points in the second quarter. They let Phoenix back in, but then they slowly extended it back out. And then third quarter, up by 13 entering the quarter, yeah, they gave up a couple threes early on to Cameron Payne, but then they just put their foot down. This is what we in the business like to call a professional win. A game where maybe you aren't perfect. A game where maybe you are making mistakes. A game where maybe you aren't doing everything right for a full 48, but you're doing enough to maintain. And throughout the course of the season, we've seen this Magic team struggle managing leads. We've seen this team struggle to overcome their own mistakes, whether it's turnovers, whether it's offensive rebounds. All of that was present in this game. But the Magic were still in control. The Magic were still poised. The Magic made up for those mistakes. And so all those themes, all those stings, all those little bits of, of, of kind of struggle that we're talking about that young teams go through, here was a game where the Magic figured it all out. Where the Magic put all those pieces together and just laid the hammer down. They took care of their business. And that's not something we've been able to say for the most part this season. Obviously, there's the win over Charlotte, but we'll see Charlotte on Monday. I don't want to say anything that'll get me in trouble with Locked On Hornets. We love you. We love you. We love our crew at Locked On Hornets, but that team's rough right now. And that team was rough back then when the Magic beat them for their first victory of the season. This was just a dominant performance where Every single player, every single person on the floor played their role to help boost this team and help push them further and further ahead. This was a game where so many things just went right. Whether it was Bull Bull taking control and dominating the glass and just being a dominant force on the glass alongside Wendell Carter. Whether it was the Magic switching scheme, which worked so well against the Dallas Mavericks, being on point again. The weak side rotations that the Magic have often struggled with all season were on point again. Guys were communicating. They were talking. They understood if one is going to the ball, I have to go to the next man. That's something that's really difficult for young teams to understand. And if you go back and watch some of the tape, you'll see in those scramble situations, one guy's going to the ball, and instead of the next guy also going to the ball, He's going to the corner. He's, he's spraying out, chasing guys off the line. 
For the second straight game, Orlando just played lockdown defense, using their length, using their smarts, using their intelligence to really get stops and make sure Phoenix got very little easy at the basket, especially at the basket. Um, Sorry, hit my table there. It's a game where guys off the bench stepped up. Obviously, Chuma Okeke stepping in for Paolo Bancaro um, was very, very meaningful. Terrence Ross going through a huge scoring binge in the fourth quarter to put this game firmly and finally out of reach. Um, Admiral Schofield jumping in in the second quarter and providing a three-pointer and some good defensive minutes. RJ Hampton playing as he's played all year long and just making the most of whatever few minutes he is getting right now and playing exceptionally well with his decision-making and his shot-making. Everyone played their role and played their part and did it well to get and earn this win. This was a complete victory for the Orlando Magic. This was their best game from start to finish. May not have been their most dominant game, may not have been their most perfect game. They've had better offensive games. They've had... You know, not many better defensive games, but every piece of the puzzle fit perfectly. And whether it was Franz Wagner starting the team off and getting to the basket, doing the things that we've expected him to do, whether it's Wendell Carter working the inside um, and and working as a passer, as as an attacker, whether it was Chuma Okeke hitting the three-pointers, whether it was Jalen Suggs getting downhill to the basket, everything worked. And this is what it looks like when the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. The ma- this is confirmation of belief. This is proof that if Orlando does all these little pieces right, even if they don't do them perfectly, they can win basketball games. Not only can they win basketball games, they can beat some pretty good teams. Pretty good teams like Phoenix. Yes, they didn't have Chris Paul, but pretty good nonetheless. And this is a huge victory for a young Magic team to put all these pieces together. We're going to highlight some of the best players from the Orlando Magic in this game. We'll do that coming up here in just a moment. As this is a weekend episode, we're going to try and be brief here, but I'm going to probably go 10 minutes at least on this box course. Like I said, everybody played their part so, so well in this game. Um, you know, again, it 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 felt like a professional win. If, if you remember back during, you know, like, again, this is this, this is an observation that I, that I remember making back in 07, back in 08, back in 09, um, about how that Magic team specifically could play a kind of C-plus game and still give themselves a chance to win. And it was that kind of just like kind of professional mentality where, you know, yes, to beat the Boston's, to beat the Cleveland's that those years, you needed your best game, but to beat the Sacramento's, to beat the Milwaukee's, to, you know, to beat some of those middle and lower tier teams, that Magic team was so talented and good. They didn't need their best to, to be competitive. Now, obviously, you wanted them to play their best. You were playing more to a standard than you were to the score. Um, but wins all count the same. So it doesn't matter how you get that. The Magic didn't play a C game here, don't get me wrong. Um, they played a very, very good game. But the way they managed this game, the way that they were able to just kind of take control, keep control, keep Phoenix at arm's length, absorb some runs, absorb some hits, and then re-extend that, back, that, that lead back out, that's, that's the good stuff. <laughs> that's, that's what we're working toward for consistency's sake here. Um, 
You know, I know a lot of Magic fans have come to me and said, well, I can't believe the Magic have beaten the Golden State Warriors, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Phoenix Suns in this homestand and yet lost to the Houston Rockets and Sacramento Kings. And I would tell you, well, that's kind of what young teams do. I mean, literally, uh, Luka Doncic and Jason Kidd said after the game on Wednesday, we have to keep the same focus for teams like Orlando as we would for teams like Brooklyn, who they'd just beaten in their previous game. Playing up and down your competition is always a problem. And, And so... I will say this before we even get into Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, Monday's game against Charlotte is humongous. The Magic, that's going to be the real test. Um, you know, we, we said this entering the Sacramento game too, that keeping your focus after beating a big, after getting a big win over Golden State, keeping your focus for a team like Sacramento, who is good, you know, that's not a loss to be ashamed of by any stretch of the imagination, keeping your focus for a team like Sacramento That's the real challenge for a young team. And so, yes, the real challenge for this Magic team now after such a complete and awesome victory over Phoenix is keep your attention to detail. Keep your focus. Don't get too too high on your own supply here. um, And and don't get too big in the head. Go out and do it again against a team like Charlotte. That's going to be the real test. That's going to be the real key. Because, again, Orlando did so many things well in this game. Let's really start with the hero heroes of the night. Um, Wendell Carter, 20 points, 7 for 15 shooting, 2 for 5 from deep, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. He did have 3 turnovers as well. Orlando turns the ball over 15 times for 14 Phoenix points. Probably the only real blemish of this game. Um, we'll get into one of the other ones here real fast um, in a sec. But uh, zero fast break points. That's kind of surprising. Um, but Wendell Carter was just real solid. I loved his defense on, on DeAndre Ayton. The Magic are very comfortable switching with him, so he will guard guys on the perimeter. He got his turn on Devin Booker several times. The, the Magic just did a really good job on Devin Booker, just keeping him on the perimeter, making him a passer, making him uh, making him passive, kind of keeping him out of the lane. That's what their length does to teams. Um, teams are, at times, struggling to figure them out and figure out how to attack the length. And so, you know, to some extent, this game become a battle of who's going to make their threes. Orlando made their threes. Phoenix did not. Phoenix 13 for 42 from beyond the arc, 31% from 31% there. Orlando 15 for 33, um, taking a healthy amount of threes this time, but making them at a pretty high rate. That's that uh, Orlando was hitting their threes early. You could tell they were feeling good offensively. That's a big reason why they were able to take this lead and really kind of hold hold on to it. But Wendell Carter was just solid. You know, again, uh, I think it was mentioned on the broadcast. Wendell Carter is just kind of the heartbeat of this team. Like he's. He's kind of the engine that's just constantly turning over, kind of doing what needs to be done to make the other parts go. Other parts go. He just he just does what his work is, and 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 he's just really really impressive and had a really really nice game. Uh, Franz Wagner also a nice game, seventeen point seven for fifteen shooting, six rebounds, three assists. Uh, did a really good job building off of what was a very good game uh, the other night against Dallas. Uh, I thought that you know again he's. He is attacking and driving at such a high rate. I wrote an article about this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Went a little bit deeper into his driving stats. He is His driving and his efficiency on drives is really incredible right now. His three-point shooting is non-existent. He's over 3 He's shooting Jalen Suggs, you know, last rookie Jalen Suggs level uh, from beyond the arc right now. Uh, it's not good. The team still cannot stop him. And, and we know that three-pointer is going to come because he is a good three-point shooter. So, Wagner's finding ways to attack the basket. Uh, the only issue that he had was in the second quarter. Team, uh, the Suns did a much better job putting pressure on him as he was bringing the ball up. That slowed him down a little bit. 
credit to Jabal Mosley. They, they called a timeout. They made an adjustment. They made it a little bit easier for themselves to get into the offense, for Franz to get into the offense, um, and, and, and then went from there. Credit then also has to go to Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs has found something. 16 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, um, team high plus 16. He has found something here over the last week, week and a half of, of player since he returned uh, from the injury. He's playing much more composed. He's getting to the basket and finishing at a high rate. Uh, some people said, well, he finished really well at the rim last year. Not quite like this. Suggs was a high driver, like shooting 54, 55%. He was not good finishing at the rim last year. He is much better finishing at the rim. He's he's always been good at absorbing contact. He's always been good at drawing fouls. So that part of the, uh, of the puzzle is still there. That he's getting to the basket. And honestly, like he is developing that little pull-up game um, a little bit. I do have to look into this. I do want to look at his stats of shooting off the dribble compared to shooting his standstill. He's got he's his mechanics and, and shooting off the dribble have been really good. I still think he's thinking a little bit too much on his standstill shots, but overall, just uh, he was a driving force for this team. Orlando continues to be very, very good at putting pressure on the rim. I, I talked a little bit about this yesterday, about how the Magic have really established this identity as a rim pressure team. Their goal offensively is first and foremost, drive into the paint, get to the rim, make the defense collapse around you, and then you can either kick out or you can finish at the rim, get to the line. Orlando shoots 15 free throws, which is low for them. Um, you know, the, a big part of them is Paolo Bancaro gets to the foul line. That is a big part of their story. Orlando with 50 points in the paint tonight, 25 for 39 in the paint compared to 44 for Phoenix. So, and again, that's Phoenix does a lot of DeAndre Ayton in the paint there. Uh, but but Orlando does such a good job getting to the paint, getting to the rim, making things happen, and, and that's obviously been a, a huge piece of their puzzle. Bull Bull continues to do Bull Bull things. 13 points, 15 rebounds. Um, you know, a little loose with the ball sometimes. I think I think teams are kind of figuring out that he, a, he, when he has the ball, he is looking to score. Um, but overall, his defense was a lot better than it's been over the last few games. Something's clicked there, and that's a big part of why the Magic are playing a lot better defensively. Um, just really active on the glass, got some good rebounds. These weren't just like kind of gimme rebounds. He was really fighting for position, doing a good job kind of using his size to ward people off. Um, you can kind of see the player he's going to be, and obviously just teams just don't know how to deal with him offensively. So when he is able to get into a rhythm, when he is able to get good shots, when he does kind of get the ball in positive situations, when he is playing confidently, which he certainly is now, um, teams just don't know what to do with him. So he is definitely very, very capable of playing well. Um, Chuma Okeke deserves a special shout-out to. 11 points, 4 for 10 shooting, just 2 for 6 from deep. That really doesn't tell the story for him. His defense has been incredible, um, you know, these last two games. Um, Paolo Bancaro is very, very good. The Magic are ultimately better with him. But Paolo Bancaro is still learning how to defend at the NBA level. He's still learning defensive rotations. And yeah, I, I will say this. That's probably the weakest part of his game right now is just defensive awareness. You expect that from rookies. You expect those guys to struggle. A big reason why the Magic's defense has been better is Chuma Okeke understands how to defend at that level. He understand, He's re- always been very good as a weak side help defender. Always been very good at getting deflections and steals. Always very good about knowing and understanding how to position himself. When he's hitting his shots, he becomes an infinitely more valuable player because he's no longer negative offensively because his defense is usually on point. He's a guy that is in the right spot at the right times more often than not. And again, that's that's a really big thing for a young player. Two stocks in the game uh, for Chuma Okeke. 
Off the bench, Orlando did get some great performances too. RJ Hampton, eight points, three for three shooting, two for two from beyond the arc. Um, Hampton continues to do really good things. Uh, I agree with most fans who are asking why he is not playing more. I do not have an answer for that. Um, there are, you know, more than 12 guys here that should be playing. Like, you know, Kevon Harris did not play tonight either, uh, although he was active after the injury. Um, he has earned his keep on the floor too. Orlando has a real roster problem where they have a bunch of young guys who all should be playing and all need to play to continue developing. And, and it's going it's really tough for a coach like Jamal Mosley to manage all this. RJ Hampton continues to play well. In the minutes that he is getting, he's making good decisions. When he makes mistakes, he doesn't wallow in them. He doesn't compound them. He goes out and makes another play. He's hitting his shots. He, he just looks a whole lot better. And it it's it should be tough to keep him off the floor. It's tough to keep a lot of these guys off the floor right now. Mo Bamba also with a very nice game. Nine points, three for six shooting, five rebounds for him. Um, looked very comfortable playing alongside Wendell Carter. Everyone on defense just... just it, I, I've been very harping on this. The Magic's level of defensive communication this year has been inconsistent at best. When it's bad, it looks like it does against Houston. When it's good, the defense looks like it did in this game against Phoenix. It's it's really that simple. Um, and, and I think Bamba was very good defensively. Uh, I thought Bull was better defensively than he's been in a while. Um, just everyone was on the same page. You could tell that they knew exactly where they were going, exactly what their teammates were going to do. Yes, there were a few mistakes here and there, but overall, obviously, the, the results tell you how good this team's defense was. And then Terrence Ross, 14 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 2 for 3 from deep. Really paced the magic in that fourth quarter, closed this game out, made it a blowout, and made it an easy night for the Orlando Magic night where they just kind of slowly pulled away and took home the W. Phoenix shoots 38 for 95 from the floor, 40%. Devin Booker, like I said, the Magic did a great job on him. 17 points, 6 for 19 shooting, 2 for 8 from deep, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Fantastic defensive effort against Devin Booker. Great game plan. They hold DeAndre Ayton to 14 points on 7 for 12 shooting. Campaign's the only guy that really killed him. 22 points on 5 for 10 shooting. Like I said, at a certain point it became clear this game was going to be about who could make their threes. Orlando made theirs 15 for 33. Phoenix did not, 13 for 42. That is the difference in your game. Phoenix with just nine free throw attempts, so Orlando does a good job not fouling. Orlando just did a good job generally, again, just their best, honestly, as good as they were defensively on Wednesday, this was their best defensive game of the season. Just a great, great game to mash the effort that they put in Wednesday to get the win. The Orlando Magic defeat the Phoenix Suns 114 to 97. They moved to four in nine on the season. Like I said, this is going to be a short episode because we are on a weekend. We are on a weekend here, but I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. You can always find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, your tune in to him like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Now that you're listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Today, Locked On Sports Today podcast. I'll be back on Monday with the latest stories from around the sports world from the local experts who know them best. You can check that out wherever you download podcasts or on YouTube. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic is from Phil Crossman. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.